tired of seeing stories about all of the hoes and all of that all day, and you looking, you know, to come on. What's the official name of the podcast, ladies? Head wraps and lipsticks. Hey, y'all, I mean, if you tired, it's like Suge Knight. You know what I mean? Hey, if you tired of all the hoes shaking ass on your Instagram feed, you know what I mean? Putting out videos, giving bad head. And then letting everybody dictate what you do on that. (laughs) Come on over to hair wraps and lipstick. (laughs) Get you some 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 queen content. Hey hey guys, my name is Cheryl Birds, and I am Sierra Tribble Tribble, and this is Hat Wraps and Lipsticks, the 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 podcast. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey y'all! Welcome back to a. Special episode right. of Head Wraps and Lipsticks. I'm your girl Sierra T. And I'm your girl Sherelle B. Ah, hair wraps and lipsticks. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One minute. This, first of all, before I start talking, is this clean? You no. Do you? Just make sure. Yes. So no. y'all got a real nigga on a podcast called a... Hair Wraps and What? Lipsticks. What? Okay, bitch. <laughs> What's up? So if you haven't noticed, we have a special guest with us today. Um yeah, so he is comedian, host, writer, fellow Aggie, hey. Mr. Darren Brand. You've probably seen him everywhere. Hell yeah, actually rolling the blunt right now, but we're doing our thing. It's all good. Hell yeah. What's happening? Aggie pride in this bitch. Nationwide all, all day. day. Hey, man, we the, man, listen, I'm so proud of our school right now, though. Do you hear me? What yes. are we not doing? I, what are we not doing? <laughs> in everything. Every time I talk to another school, they, they just want to ex- explain themselves. I'd be like, bro. Yeah. We don't have to. You're wasting my, my time. time. Exactly. Thank you. Undefeated of football. Yes. Back to back track champs. Yes, sir. We just went in bowling. Yes, sir. Right. Okay. We got six white girls that'll wipe your ass off right now. Okay. <laughs> strike, Nick. Strike. Strike. What? Strike. Huh? Them hoes got rings. Huh? <laughs> Best HBQ in the damn land. It Try was- me. Try me. People really think we be doing the most when they when we, we say don't. That. And we don't. And that's real. And they'll be fine. We just prideful as fuck, man. It's like it's like an underground. It's like an underground tradition. Like when you see an Aggie in the in like when I travel all the time. When I see an Aggie in the airport with some nail your own, the way we look Ooh, at each other, right? Like, yes. Sometimes we don't even we don't even get rowdy. We just be like respect. Yeah, true. And gone by that bit. But just know if I needed two dollars to get a water from him, I know he would spot me that two exactly for sure. Right, yo. We're so happy to have you here. Hell yeah. Haven't even announced his name yet. Oh, I know. Man. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, did I did. We? Yeah, you know. But it's <laughs> all good. Y'all ain't smoke yet, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's all good. Lord Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This gonna, whoever y'all fans is, they about to be ruffled. Oh, it'll be all right. They'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be all right. They'll be fine. We might get some phone calls from my mom, but... <laughs> Maybe my I. mom calls me about every episode. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey mom. Yeah. She's grown. And my mom just hey. be giving suggestions like you know you guys next that's episode I think you should be like what, you know my mama calls me and tell me jokes she be like hey oh, do you use so, them do no. you use them Ooh, that's no so cute. like none of them no I do not use them but, but what they, if they really like are they good funny it's just, okay when your mama give you suggestions for the podcast is it good you can't answer that because she listen just nod your head yes or no yep told you. <laughs> What's crazy is y'all can't see it, but she was nervous as fuck. You, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, she, I heard the show. You mean, you mean, but they mean well. Yeah, like they my, do mean my well. My mama called me at like eight in the morning. Babe, you sleep? Uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Real quick, I got this joke. Remember that time you was little? Oh no. What? Oh my gosh. Oh, no. What? Before nine? Uh, uh, and right. you supposed to? And you supposed to listen and use it? Oh, okay. I mean, wait, the joke, I, I told Sierra a joke before we got here. Yo, but my dad says it all the time, so it's corny. I like corny jokes. 
Okay. He'll be like, he'll be like, you know, you need to like put an egg in your shoe and beat it. He say stuff like that. Y'all should see his face right and now. And that was me when she texted no, me that. It's, it's not. Listen, it's not. She texted me that. Not, she texted me that shit, and I did the same but, thing. But when I'm, she texted to you, you she was probably dying. I know because she it's was. funny because my dad, was. my dad says it all the time. The only reason, the only reason I think, only reason I find that a mirror funny is because the type of shows I do, like. Wildin' Out. Wildin' Out was a very pun show. Right. Yeah. You know, you could use a lot of puns to get the bells. Right. Um, I also did a season of Joking Off, which didn't air, but that show was big on puns. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like, what's <laughs> a knee a knee's favorite hat? Kneecaps. Knee- you feel what I'm saying? Uh, it's I so need corny. Use, I need wow. to use that. It's so wow. no, you do not. No, because I like corny jokes. Uh, like corny jokes, like trying, that's my don't thing. Don't give her like a because I'm definitely gonna call my don't cousin. Don't give her and ammo. Say that. Yo. I, I hear corny jokes. I don't see the Manuel Hudson did a joke on our, on uh, while now. He said, "Who did the chickens vote for?" Barack. All right. I, if, if we do one more, I think I might have to leave. That's it. If I'm we do one it. more corny joke, I might have to leave because my God, that but you don't was. But I'm cranking up, dying, and we're over here disappointed in life. But it's. <laughs> I promise you, I'm gonna listen to the show. I'm gonna listen to this episode. I'm gonna be like, wait, where, where did he say that? And I'm gonna have to send it to like my niece because no. my niece or my cousin they'll no, laugh ma'am. at it. There's so yeah. many corny ones. Like, like they'll laugh so at many, it. Many man, I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't do it. So now you getting ready to do your own stand up. Independent man. Shout out to Master P. Shout out to Master P, Bud B. Everybody who did it that way back in the day. All mm-hmm. the independent artists. Yes. Shouts out to Chance. Right. Shouts out to Nipsey Hustle, the people who taught us the way to do it. All so, the SoundCloud artists. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, all of it. Well, you know, yeah. All, most of them. Right. <laughs> but uh, now nah, we just decided to put it in our own hands, man. We have the social following for it. We definitely have the talent for it. We have the drive for it. And right now, the comedy lane is wide open. It is. It's wide open. So, it is. You know, the uh, HBCU movement's big. Yes. The black movement's never been as big as it has been before. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the support is big for independent right now. The hometown hero yes. is real big. So, right. you know, um, why not? So, why Charlotte? Why, why during, and why during CIAA? Well, CIAA, is, I think, is the, the one event in North Carolina other than G-Ho that brings the most Negroes. True. <laughs> and I think... No, that, and, and, that's and it, pretty... And it's not like when a bunch of Negroes facts. get together, you know, <laughs> do Negro shit. So, you know, it's, it's like, it's two birds with one stone. You're already going to be here. Right. So you might as well just pull up, you know what I'm saying, get your little laugh, get your little... You know, if it get picked up, you know, you're going you're gonna to be seen on the special, you know. Facts. And, it, and the same... And to be honest with you, man, it's, tonight is all about love, man. Yeah. There's nothing but family coming tonight. Like, I'm talking about friends. I know friends coming from D.C., New York, Florida. Yeah. Like, people just want to be a part of the moment. Mm-hmm. And that comes from my foundation at A&T. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that, you know, it's 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 going to be amazing. Yo, the yeah. Aggie Network is strong. It's it really is. It's the scariest shit in the world. It is so terrifying. It's it the is. scariest shit. I've seen Aggies attack somebody who talk about A&T. Like, these Aggies are 58 years old. Like, you're two years from retirement, yeah. Right. No, what are you doing on those Twitter throw, defending those A&T? Those throwback Aggies, they don't have... They don't, yeah, they, they, the ones that wear the whole, like, yes, Legion suit yes, to they, G-Ho. They have all the time. The ones who, when they took pictures, they were to the side with pork chops. Right. No, <laughs> I respect the old Aggies, man. I Think about how hard it was to be in the A&T without no Wi-Fi or cell phones. True. Think about what they had to go through to get any type of action. Like, if you like the girl, you damn near had to talk to that bitch the whole uh-huh. way from class to right. lunch, from lunch to her room, to the library. That's Won't crazy. Texas. That's crazy. And you had to remember her room number. And no social media. And no. her real number. Like her. Re- you had not, to memorize yeah. her. Yeah. You had to call her. You had to hit two. 
And dial her room number. You know what? You got a point because I, I actually met most of my friends online. Right. And you got to respect the old Aggies. You got to respect that. Yeah. They was in the trenches. Yo, they really were. Think I, about it. I wouldn't have I wouldn't last. I wouldn't last. It was handed to us. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's the difference? Or like, how does it feel like the transition going from just doing college shows in front of like all your friends to being in front of millions every Thursday night on Wild and Out and then about crazy. to be in front of all these people To be honest, stage. I'm still battling with it. It's still... I still don't accept the fact that I'm a celebrity. It's still, it's still, it's really hard to say that mm-hmm. because I'm still daring. Right. You know what I'm saying? I still use my sheets card. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I still get my two for dollar, two for a dollar hot dogs. Right. I still use my college ID at the movies. Oh like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I can't find my college ID. See, you're losing. I keep mine on I saved that three fifty. That three fifty is holding me down. Yeah. I need to. And I look nothing like that motherfucker. But anymore. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I really need to. I'm mad. I mean, go back and take a picture. Shit, why not? Just lie. Just walk in. Just walk in. The, just go to the Aggie World card. <laughs> That's a like, damn shit. Just go in there and be like, hey, just give me one. <laughs> For the love, just for the love. Because you know it's gonna have like a six extra years on it, right? Because when I graduated, my set so two thousand nineteen. My shit rolled out to twenty twenty something. <laughs> I'm dead ass gonna go home and try to find mine. Yeah, because like, I cannot but, find mine like, at all. To, be, to go back to it, I'm really still struggling, man. Because I'm still such a humble person, and I enjoy being a humble person. And I just, I just wish the one thing that's hard to do. I just wish the people close to me and people around me wouldn't change like that. They, yeah. they get so excited. Oh, what's up, big time? How am I big time if we in the same line of cookout? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right beside you. I'm literally right beside We're about to get the same tray. You can't call me big time if I'm right beside you. When I come back to G-Ho, ooh, celebrity. If I'm a celebrity, I wouldn't be here at tailgates. Right, facts. I'm well, home. Like, we get some celebrities that come to this. But I'm though. home. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. home. If you know me, then you know you. Sh- don't those, like cele- those celebrities don't be on the plots with us, right? You know what I'm saying? Y'all got a point. I'm home. They do. You know they show and yeah. they go back to what they were right. Doing. They go get a picture. I, I think, like right. speaking as an outsider, I think it's just like you know celebrities. It's like, excitement. It is, and it's like you like oh, usually celebrities are unattainable, right? Mm-hmm. But like like I see you, you right here. I can talk to you. I can have a conversation with you. So it's just kind of like yo, like you're famous, right? But I'm having a conversation with yeah. you. And right I'll be now. like, I'll be like, and say the way you'd be like that. What does famous mean? I still got to take a shit in the morning too. Like right. we just say, like it's just, like that's the only. If I could just tell people, like celebrities are people, right? Like right. there's no reason to get that excited, man. Like they are, they have bad days, they have good days. Yeah. You can be a fan of somebody, you can, but they people too. People are crazy. The shit I've encountered. That was gonna be my last question. From the fans, yes. people are crazy. Man. What's the, like one of the craziest things that's happened? Man, to I almost so knocked, far, I almost knocked this little girl out in the mall. Wait a minute, I ain't gonna listen to me. By, 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 on, by I, on purpose? No, I said, Whoa, that's why I was like, because you, know, so, you know, sometimes these little kids be getting out of pocket. And sometimes true. you gotta true. be like, yo, back up. <laughs> you so know, y'all, y'all know me. I, go, I still go out to the mall by myself. I still, I still don't feel like I need oh, Come with me. Da, 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 da. Anyway. I'm in the mall. It's early. I'm trying to go buy a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm high as hell. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, I still have that from the South country mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody run up on you, it's not a good thing. Oh, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not used to fans running up. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the mall. It's like 1030 in the morning. I hear footsteps. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, shit. It's right. about to go down. <laughs> I turn around. Haymaker. Ready. Yeah. Turn around. Shit. Oh my God, big baby. I said, sweetheart, you have to say that first. <laughs> right. You have to say, hey, excuse me, wilding out something first before yeah. you run. Right. I said, I almost killed you, little girl. No, my God. I almost killed you. She died laughing. It was cool, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, it was others. It like, the, I think the biggest thing for me happened is this one woman followed me on the highway. 
Whoa. Until she got my attention. And the thing is, I saw her follow me, so I just kept trying to ignore her. Like, and like I'm jamming to the music, but zipping to people to get away from this motherfucker. And she followed me all the way to the gas station. That's that, nah. one that's dedication to For real. Just, like she had like crazy. she because it's like you you know, you're driving, you you have yeah. somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. So you just completely diverted right. where like, you were supposed to go. Flag me down. So here's oh my, my question because like I was when I like texted a few friends and I was like oh we, we you know we interviewing Darren Brandon today they was like oh, okay cool but like my folks from like Philly they were like yo what from MTV like <laughs> right. it seems like the people out people in North Carolina like it seems like so close knit it's home yeah, yeah it's you home know what I'm saying? but like outside of this oh state, my god New York yeah oh I have the most fans I have the most fans in North Carolina New York and Atlanta mm-hmm. Philadelphia mm-hmm. New York Maryland Baltimore Atlanta North Carolina mm-hmm. man and New York let me tell you something. <laughs> They are the most aggressive fans in the world. We like are. big brolic dudes with bubble coats. Hey yo, dead ass. Hey yo, my man. Yo, uh, get, on, get my, fu- on get my fucking not, kids. Not. On my fucking kids. Love you. You funny as fuck, son. Exactly. That's New York. Like, That's bro, not. No, I don't be. I don't be that morning, aggressive. Bro. I don't be that aggressive. Bro, it's nine in the morning. Yo, <laughs> I don't. I don't there's be no that need, aggressive. There's no need to cuss me out, bro. Yo, can I get a flick? Like. You asking for a picture that aggressive makes me nervous. Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, get a so. pic, bro. Uh, what if I say no? Like, right. Is it about to go down? Like, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> but much love to New York, man. I love New York. That's where we. Sh- that's where we shot the last. Uh, I've been on Wild and Out now five seasons. Wow. Four out of five seasons have all been in New York. So I have a great love for the, the people and the fans up there. It was in L.A. for a little bit, right? It was in L.A. for one season. What was L.A. like? L.A. was love, man, but the, the crowd was so bougie. You know, L.A. is very... Um, i never been there before. L.A. is very... Um, oh, well, you know I do this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know I do that. Well, you know I wrote this. I'm involved with that. Oh. I do that. So it's very... Okay. Uh, you know, everybody out there, is already, they already have an agenda. Gotcha. So it's, mm. you know, if they want... I think that the crowd in L.A. was kind of paid. There was like SAG actors, you know, they was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they came and said they was really trying to get on camera. Yeah. But in New York, they're fans. Yeah. Like yeah. in New York, they don't give a fuck about none of that shit. As soon as you walk out, big baby, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> she don't go lost too! Like they lose it. Just say that! No, that's there was one episode. Oh my god, what's that? It was like, I had this little white boy on it. He's a he's a singer, or whatever. And some girl, he was about to sing, and some girl was like, "Oh, he is cute." And like everybody stopped, like she just burned out, and everybody was like, oh, "Wait a second!" Like I remember that episode. That uh, shit was uh, uh, was that, it Jake Miller. I don't know if it was Jake Miller, but some some little kid. I think it was. He's a cool white dude. Yeah, and like so, like why not be having some guests that we don't know? It was like, oh, was like, oh, oh how god. fly is he? We don't know. Yeah, and that white boy came. It was one white boy came on this. I said. Who was that? He started performing. I said, what is this? Is this on Spotify? <laughs> I said, can I get this track? He was like, you fuck with it, bro? I said, you damn right. What is this? So it's dope, man. You, we get we get the big time celebrities and we get the celebrities that's on the other side. You know, the younger, yeah. the backpack kids, the young swags, the, mm. you know, the people we really don't know if you're a little older. And then you get, you know, you get your VH1s, your, uh, mm. a, a lot of uh, love and hip hops. But those people end up being so cool. cool. I was just about to ask you. And it's just so crazy how love Love and hip hop portrays them, but when you meet them, it's nothing like cool that. So. Sweetest people in the world. Who was like the best celebrity? Like who was like just like Snoop. hands down? Snoop. I knew it was gonna be Snoop. I smoke with Snoop. <laughs> How was has, that experience? Everybody has a, like a smoke with Snoop I mean, I story. Just, you know, I just it is nothing you can accomplish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's like smoke with Chong. Right. 
Snoop and Wiz. Like, there's no other top. You know, what I saying? agree. So, like, I've I've reached the mountaintop. Like, there's nothing left to accomplish in life. Like, he called you me. You know nephew. what? I can't right now. <laughs> no, because that's how you be on something. I mean, I smoke with. Like, Snoop, he called so me like... nephew. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like me and Snoop like you're was, good. We now. was crip walking in between breaks. Like we was like he. I was a crip for like 32 minutes. Oh my god. Check in. And 35. like yeah. What's up? Right. Crip. <laughs> What's up? I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> said I was straight. So, have you ever been like starstruck by any of the, the um, celebs that come on the show? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I'm not gonna say starstruck, starstruck. But when Keenan and Kale came this year, yeah, oh my it kind of took me back for a second. And it t- I'm gonna tell you why it took me back. Like I said before, I still don't realize how big I am. Mm-hmm. You know, Wild Out. I have. I, you know, Wild Out is a huge ass show. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I have a million followers, but it's a million people who know me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when Keenan and Kale came on, and Kale came to me, he was like, hey, man, I, I'm loving what you're doing, bro. Wow. That's you what's you up. You're holding it down for comedians. Keep working. And I was just like, man, that's what's up. And it took, it, <laughs> yeah. it it took so you the, So the whole first game we played, that first that episode, mm-hmm. I, did, I mean, I played the game, but after I went, I was just like, yeah. yeah. He know me. Yes. Like, he, like, this is... Welcome to Good Burger. Can I take your order? You know right. what I'm saying? Like yes. this, this is this is what this like. All that Kitty Nicole was a living color for kids. Yes, facts. Preach facts. So when facts. your mama didn't let you watch a living color, you had all that. You had all that, right? So you know, it, for him to know who I am and say that he supports it, man, that's that's major. There's nothing that tops that. Nothing. That is hella major. That is pretty dope. Yo, that yo. I mean, because when they put like when they posted a picture with you know Keenan Nikel and Lori Beth Denberg and uh, Ear Boy, I got six pictures of them, and I'm just waiting. Like I, got, I dropped one, yeah. and it's the most likes I ever got on. Yeah, Instagram. because everybody was like, 13, I was like, 000, wait, the most likes I ever got on. Any, I got more likes on that than what I made walling out. <laughs> People petty. That's how big. That's how big all that was. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. It was yeah. big. Yeah. And like Lydia Liza Gutman, and like it was like. Was, I was high. I'm, I'm ready for that episode. I'm ready for that episode. And it made an hour. Oh, wow. Just like Chance. I don't have cable. So, Somebody come over and watch that at your house, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Most people ain't got cable. My brother ain't got cable. <laughs> it's not easy to He's like, bro, I'm a, I'm a streamer on Sling. Boy, get cable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fine on the fire with a fire stick. I can't. <laughs> My fire stick messing up. Ain't that wrong with that? Ain't that wrong with that? So, okay, so you and Chico are getting ready to tell, like, do the untold story. Mm-hmm. So, what's some other old to- untold story you think should be told? Man, what people don't know is how close me and Bean are, man. Like, mm-hmm. for two years, <coughs> Everybody know we part of Freestyle Funny Comedy Show. Mm-hmm. Me, B Dot, Chico, Bean, Osama been drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Aggies, two with Sim State along. Uh, pretty much a live a color stand up improv all in one show. And uh, Dot and Osama been drinking has radio jobs. Mm-hmm. So there came a point in our career where we was doing college shows, and it was the beginning of our college, beginning of our college shows, and. Um, uh, Dot and Drake couldn't go on the road. Mm-hmm. So it was me and Bean on the road splitting. I'm talking about small checks. I'm talking oh about we were splitting checks. Let's say a check was $1,000. We'll split it down the middle. 500 500 wow. But you got to pay for a car. Right. You got to pay for a room. Mm-hmm. You got to get gas. You got to get food. So that 500 turned into like 300 Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so we was doing that for like two years. Ooh. This was before Wildin' Out. This was before we had any type of fame, anything. And uh, we know each other, man. Like it's It's been me and him holding it down out there as far as we could take it yeah. for a long time. And like 
We know each other driving patterns. We know each other's <laughs> snacks. You know what I'm saying? We know each other music playlists. Like I could wake up at three in the morning if we're on the road. Mm-hmm. Me and B have have driven hours. Like, our goal is to film a documentary of us driving from Wilmington to California because we really feel like we can do that without stopping. Mm. That's how much we've driven. Like, we've driven from North Carolina to Buffalo to Ohio Mm -hmm. to Indiana to Chicago Mm -hmm. to Kentucky back home in, like, five days. Oh. That's, no. That's crazy. Like, just us two, though. Right. Like, no one else. Nobody else with you. Us and 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 a Chevrolet Impala. Just come <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like whatever rental car we had, like we've been through so much. We can tell you how every 2015 car drove. Because oh, you know we rented, because we rented a car every other day. Yo, that was real smart. You know what I'm saying? That was real smart. We See could, what you did we there. Like, yeah, we yeah. like, you know what? Nah, give me the, uh, give me the Chevy Colbert. I ain't had that yet. Yeah. Like, Ooh, no, I don't want that Jetta. Give me that good old. No, I have an Ultima. I don't want an Ultima. I want something I got. Yeah, That's me. really, really smart. Yeah, so, I see what you did there. Yeah, so you know, it's just and we've been through so much, man. We've almost died on the road numerous mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. You know, just deer, late night sleeping, yeah. thugging it out, mm-hmm. broke. You know, right. we stayed in a motel six before, man. Like step on the covers. Like it's been, <laughs> it's been some real shit, man. And and to see the success we've achieved and the and and to be in this career so young. Yeah. yeah. That's what people don't realize. We only been doing comedy for nine years. In the comedy world, that's not a long time. Mm-hmm. And to have this much success. That's you know, you know, look at Lil Rail, one of the funniest I've known Lil Rail for 15, 20 years. I was mm-hmm. watching him when I was an undergrad doing mm-hmm. stand-up. He just got his breakout this That's year. Fine. Yeah, I didn't realize he's like almost 40. Yes. I feel like, I thought he, yeah, I thought he was like 30, 30, no, you know what I'm saying? I like, he's pushing 40. No, like, I didn't, doing, I had was, no idea. He was doing stand-up, like, when I was, I was watching, he had stand-up specials with Monique and on DVDs when we was in college, like 2006. I didn't I, know that. Me yeah. neither. I didn't know that. Don't look mm-hmm. that up. You, t- you talked about, you know, you and uh, Chico having this really tight relationship. And I actually, like, met you before mm-hmm. on a next level trip to Jamaica. Oh, shit. You congratulated me when I got my first 100 likes on the photo. Mm, so okay. I, I appreciate that. Already? But I wanted to... <laughs> so if, you, if, you, if we met in Jamaica, you know the other side of me. Okay, yeah. We I was on the boat with you. Yeah. Oh, keep that off the podcast. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I saw how tight you got you guys were in the relationship that y'all built together. I kind of want to know, like, you guys, did you guys ever have a plan B or like this was it? Like, was it like it was like go home, go hard, or like go home? Man, for real, man, it was <laughs> me and Bean. We be we just saw some shit. Like, you ever have a friend that you that you feel comfortable with talking mm-hmm. and talking your goals over with? Yes. That's him. Yeah. So before he even auditioned for Wild Out, because I, I didn't audition the first year. I had a job. I couldn't mm-hmm. get off, da da da, da. Mm-hmm. And um, we sat in my house uh, right before he auditioned. I was like, man, we're going to do college shows. We're yeah. going to get paid off that shit. Mm-hmm. We're going to do college shows. You're going to make Wild Out. That's going to bridge us off with college shows. We're going to get other shit, da 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 and it just always happened the way we talked about it. I love that. It's That's never been it's never been the plan B. The, what we've always like we we talked about filming our own stand up special one day. Mm, here we are. I just told y'all we want to film a documentary driving from North Carolina, California. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be next. Yeah. Y'all heard it first just when got, it happened. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> facts, facts. Y'all heard it here first. Just got a sponsorship with DTLR. We wow. spoke that in existence. Right. We we love fashion. We love clothes. Mm-hmm. So now. That's really big because that's a hometown brand. Like yeah, that's is. pretty dope. Yeah. So you know. That's really dope. Can't have a plan B, man, with God in the work. Okay. Facts. It may not happen. That's all. Happen. That's all I was looking for. It may for. not happen on your plan. It may not happen on your timetable, but mm-hmm. you don't need a plan B with God. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Wow, wow. Just saying. 
I'm just you know, you know Look at my eyes when you seen that. You know you <laughs> Sorry mama flirting with your daughter. <laughs> so is is she go bring in brother knowledge tonight? Is he bringing brother knowledge? He That's, might. I don't know what to be honest with you, I don't know what we're doing. That's what yeah. we don't know. We just gonna let it flow. You was gonna be talking. It's, to be honest, the way this show is set up tonight, it's so much love that I don't I can't be structured tonight. Wow. I can't be structured in my set tonight. My mom was coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My best friend in the fucking world is coming. Mm-hmm. My my lady coming. My brother's coming. My cousin's coming. Like it's just it's too much love. It's it's gonna be too much like it's so much family that somebody yell out something, you gotta address it, and that's a joke. Yeah. You'll forget what you talked about. You don't have time for that shit. <laughs> you just gotta so, have so right off the rip. You just gotta have all fun. Night. You gotta have fun. I love fun. it. Cause then you know I love it. this is and you know, we're gonna make everybody wear the same shirt. It's gonna be like a playoff game. Ah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that's <laughs> never ever been done. Have you ever seen a comedy show where everybody has on the same shirt? No. No. That ever. can change everything. I love it. That's ever. Definitely gonna get it picked up by somebody. Yeah. I love it. Trendsetters. I love it. You, know, like it you heard it here first. I like. <laughs> you giving us a lot of gems first. You, I, yo, when that documentary hit, y'all heard it first, okay? <laughs> but you up. see other comedians doing that shit. Facts. Yeah. Like, because, because like, I, I honestly think like, she gone Darren did that years ago. Y'all I just not think when it. we put this out, this is going to change a lot of things. Yeah, I think a lot of comedians going to be like, okay, okay, let's do it. So, what's next for you guys? We just finished season eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, about to pitch the special out uh, right now. <clears throat> I'm being honored. I'm being honored as uh, honorary Aggie alum. At, uh, hey, Atlanta. congratulations! Yeah. In Atlanta, congratulations! In Atlanta at the first alumni convention uh, this summer. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I got next level travel. We're taking 400 people to Cabo. I wanted to sign up. For so that. you can still go. It ain't My too broke late. ass friends. It ain't too late. Fuck them when, is, when is this trip? It's 400 people going. When you is think this you trip? Need them? When is this trip? Oh. Oh, that was shady. It's, it's, not, it's not shady. You been on Next Level Trip? Do you need any of your friends on Next Level Trip? No. I don't. You don't need... Do you, what you need? Your passport? Yes, I got and, that. And no tolerance. I went on yeah. the first spring break trip That's by it. myself. Yeah. Like, I was like, they going to my... I was like, uh, I don't want... I was like, I'm going. So, That's yeah. all you need. I went right... The first time I went by myself. That's all you need. So... All right, before we wrap up, I got one last question. Let's say... Um, you know, I've never been to a and and I'm here for G-Ho. Hey. Oh. And... Um, and... Uh, and I don't know what to do. What should what should I get into? I'm, I'm new to I'm new to I'm new to Greensboro, North Carolina. This is my first G-Ho. What should I do? What, what what should people do? I feel like you are like the go-to person when it comes. Yeah, this to, is your first G-Ho. If we pretending you're not me. Oh yeah. This is for the, okay. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If it's your first G-Ho, as yeah. an alum or a visitor. Visitor. You're a visitor. As a visitor, find an alum. Okay. That's number one. <laughs> right. Find somebody who can make sure you good so you ain't out here lost. Because if you go to G-Ho by yourself without, if you go to, you can't go to G-Ho without somebody who don't know the G-Ho culture. Right. Because it's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like you'll quit. You know what I'm saying? You'll be like, you know what? You'll be like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm done. I'm going back to the hotel. Like, too many people, too many, too much food. Why is everybody <laughs> drinking so much? Like, that's what white people do. It's a, it's a lot on the person if you don't know the culture. Right. So I say the first thing you do is find an Aggie, you know, an Aggie who can, you know, make sure you survive and get through. Right. Next step I would say is, uh, of course, I'm gonna say go to a next level event. Absolutely, you know you, you definitely gotta hit. You gotta you gotta experience a Jiho Day party. I made the mistake by not going to a next level event, and I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, this, you, this past Jiho, I don't even want to talk about. You it. gotta live and learn. You gotta. <laughs> and so <laughs> people try every year. They be like, you know what? I be going next level for seven years. I'm going somewhere else. And then that that <laughs> next night, what the fuck was I thinking? I was so mad, bro. It, it, you know, it's, but the thing again, it's not about the next level parties. It's about the people in the party. Yeah, because ne- next level contains the people you love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
said me, Herc, knew. We we don't shit on nobody. We love everybody. We show everybody love. The respect is there. So, you know, that would be first. And I would say, also remember to eat. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people get caught up in the sauce, but they forget to eat. Like, it's a legit, you have to remember to eat. You get so excited. The DJ, I mean, you hear music playing, black people twerking and dancing, and it's, <laughs> and it's weed and alcohol, you will forget to eat. Oh, and yeah. they always think they can get somebody plate on the yard. You're like, right. you know, like yeah. go to McDonald's, go to cookout, get you Right, to eat. right. Like, then don't, you, you know what I'm saying? Yard, then get and, you but the thing there. is, like, you can get fed. You know, yeah. you just got, you just can't walk up to nobody tailgate and snatch a plate. You just oh. gotta, like, hang on the outside and look hungry. You gotta be like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God, that looks nice. You just gotta know people. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. You gotta be like, that looks nice. Oh, my God. Oh, man, what are those ribs? <laughs> <laughs> okay I see those you got <laughs> Then you know Eventually they'll be like Oh man You, you want something Oh me Yeah I'll grab a little something <laughs> I think that's a great start <laughs> <laughs> I mean what else What else is there Ain't nothing else there After that Yeah I mean you know You know after that You know just You know Survive man Like Jiho was Jiho's a different monster yo. I've never seen So many people Who make great money Who have great careers Act like they ain't got No responsibilities For 48 right. hours that I'm talking about Full blown parents Who just say Fuck their kids For 48 hours Like they are not a parent No more They right. be needing that though. Yeah they need it They yeah, need it Like it's and, and it's just it's The funny thing about Jiho Is see the older you get The less The, the less Jiho partying you do And the more Jiho festivities you do Yeah Like you know Now when you hit your 40s Like niggas be like Well I'm gonna hit the parade And <laughs> I'm gonna check out the band at the parade and yeah. go to the game. Like you go to the game, like you know, people forget that yeah. Gio even has a football game. You know I what contemplated saying? the game. This it's year. a lot of times. It's a lot of times we don't even know if we won. Yeah. We don't even know if we won. We're celebrating. We could have lost. We don't even know. Yeah, I wanted to go, but you got to go to the game. The yo. way Friday night. You know what? Up. You won't. You don't appreciate the game until you get older. Yeah, I think so too. You know what I'm saying? When you when you first graduate, you 23, 24, you fuck that game. You just want to get drunk, see your friends, yeah. try to get some old ass. That's it. But when you get like 26, 27. When you go to the games, man, when you see them alumni, them cheerleaders from the seventies, yeah, oh, that's the you know best. what I'm saying. When that's you see when you see the old old uh, uh, band majors, like yes. who still got it, yes, like, I'm talking about forty year olds who still, yes. now they're gonna be fucked up for about a month. Who was shorty that like she went viral? She, One of the old cheerleaders, like she dances for the Falcons. That explains. Yeah, it. she's like, a golden delight. Yeah, that explains it. But she yeah. like how, like what, what are you doing pumping on the track in your heels with the Getting heels it. on? Getting it. I'm like, what about your knees, girl? Right. She was like, fuck it. My she knew what she was doing. That was her shot. My whole body hurt. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, that's what the, that's what the love of the game. The best thing about the game is the alumni band, the alumni cheerleaders, all the Greeks on the track. Yes. Everybody just it's just a it's a lot of man. It's, think about how many people you hug. Yes. And think about the people you hug that you don't even remember their name. Right. Mm. Like, oh my God. You just know their face. Using my class. Put yourself in my shoes. <laughs> True. Oh, poor thing. Woo. <laughs> I don't know who the hell I be speaking to. I mean, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Instantly. Well, we we don't want to hold you up no more. Yeah, you, you see them. Yeah, they come, they coming in and out. They coming in here like, ah, what's up? You ready? They're, right. they're excited too. All right, we really appreciate you doing this. I appreciate so much. y'all, man. Nah, we appreciate you all for day. Real, for real, Thank for you so real. much. Head wraps and lipstick. Ow. I gotta follow this. This is funny to me. Please do. Yeah, it's funny. To don't me. be ashamed. Please I'm not. do. I'm, not. Yeah. I'm, not. I'm in it. Mad love. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get it, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. Okay, so we back. Right back. I wasn't expecting this, but I'm really excited. Me too. It's happening. We're here with the amazing 
Chico Bean. Yes, you are. How are you lovely ladies welcome, doing today? Welcome, welcome to welcome, welcome. I'm happy to be here with you lovely ladies. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. We no really problem, no problem, like no problem. Notice, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. no such thing as short notice when you work, man. Wakanda forever, okay? Black thank unity, black exactly. pride. How many times have you seen a movie? I've seen it twice. Oh. I saw it once, uh, you know, and then I went back and took my daughter and her and her uh, cousin to see it, which was an amazing experience yes. because <laughs> to see my daughter and her cousin leave the the uh, the movie theater and, and talk about which one of the the soldiers they were right yes. exactly I'm, I'm the princess and I'm this one and I'm that one that that level of black greatness is is uh, is very unique because usually when we leave movie theaters the people that we aspire to be uh, you know I'm I'm Craig girlfriend from Friday <laughs> you know what I mean I'm I, you know what I'm saying I, I'm I'm the, I'm I'm the crackhead off Jungle Fever that oh, you know Halle Berry oh. play but the thing is it's it's not necessarily bad that you know people have aspirations to be these people but we've never seen our people displayed in a great light throughout an entire cinematic that's presentation so I think that was probably the dopest part of it to me is just being able to see our people display and not be crackheads or baby mamas or murderers mm-hmm. throughout the entire time and it still be a great display of, of you know it was a good just a good movie it was man. a great movie you know what I mean it was a really great movie see, he saw it two times you trying to see it a fourth time that's what you do man you, you keep thank you, you see it as many we, times as you can see it but I'm gonna okay tell y'all something up. that y'all probably didn't recognize do you realize that that uh the Black Panther is basically the human version of the Lion King. When you think about oh, yes. think about the way that the movie is set up, it's the Lion King. You know what I mean? With 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 T'Challa being the the you know outcast from from the place, and and then the king taking yeah. over, and him coming back to restore order and get everything back in order, and and just the girl how she helped him and brought him back to life, and hmm. his mom, and you know him going to the ancestral plane where the tree was looked yeah. just like Rafiki's tree. It did, and uh, you know it's That's it's true. basically the you know it's it's the Lion King, and the thing. Is is the Lion King was really the last movie where even though it was cartoons it was about Africa and it was a prideful movie and it's one of the greatest movies ever made so for them to take that same concept and put it in the Black Panther gives our children another 20-30 years just like we had with the Lion King to be inspired and to be great so it's dope I didn't even think I didn't think that deep at into all. it. Yeah. But all right, I, all right, you can see it a fourth time. Oh, thank you so yeah, much. You got to see it a fourth time. Okay. okay. But enough about Black Panther. Oh, cool. Let's do it. We're here for you. Yes, let's talk about it, man. Uh, you know, Airbnb being and brand, uh, we shooting our first stand up special tonight at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. You excited? Which is I'm I'm beyond excited, man. It's a blessing. You know, uh in the entertainment industry is is very interesting to see how you know progression changes the scope of of being successful mm-hmm. you know success changes with the you know with the times you know every day something new comes out for you to be able to utilize in regards to making yourself a uh you know a famous person or a successful person in the entertainment industry but these days it's a little different than uh you know maybe the times when the people who I looked up to came up because you know it's not just talent based now right. it's it's popularity base now so you know it's kind of harder for you to just shop talent now because talent is still is talent which it always will be but it's not selling the way that it used to sell in the 80s and 90s absolutely so you know it's kind of harder for people to recognize you based off your talent and and my me and my brother 
Darren Brand, you know, in, in all humbleness is, you know, two of the most talented people doing this right now. And we're still young in the game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to respect the business model and know that, you know, Netflix and these places aren't, you know, you see what Monique is going through. Netflix and these places aren't mm-hmm. coming to you based off of your talent. They're coming to you based off of what have you done for me lately. And to be able to be in a position to shoot our own special out of our own pocket and then be able to have it picked up by a company like Netflix or to be able to just print DVDs and go out of the trunk mm-hmm. like Master P and Tony Draper and them did in the 90s. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Either way, it's a, it's a blessing. So, And to be able to share an experience with uh, you know my brother that I you know, started doing comedy with, you know, me and this guy used to do shows together and split $150 a piece. Ooh. So, you know, now to be in a position mm-hmm. where we got our own camera crew set up and people coming in from all over the country to come be a part of this, you know, is a, it's, it's a blessing and it's, it's overwhelming, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's exciting and it's, it's a, you know, um, um, a reflective point in regards to me seeing the progression that has been made and being able to share that with somebody. Most people aren't able to share these type of experiences. No different than you lovely ladies doing a podcast together. Mm-hmm. The successes that you achieve will be the successes of both of you. Mm-hmm. And as you start to grow and see things happen within your careers, you'll be able to look back on those days when you had nothing and we were sitting here trying to figure out how to get this little <laughs> soundboard to work. <laughs> and it'll mean, my thoughts out there. No, I mean, it happens. It happens. We all have them, but th- those are the things, those are the things that are built up you know the the appreciation when you get to those moments and those milestones you think wow this is where we came from Mm -hmm. and this is just another milestone for us to be able to reflect on where we came from and where we're going in in this industry true so like we asked darren the transition from doing you know college shows in front of you know just your peers and your colleagues and now doing you know being on Wild and Out in front of millions every Thursday night, like mm-hmm. what's what has that transition been like for you? Uh, the transition has been interesting for me because you know I started in college just like Darren did hosting shows. I'm an alpha, so I used to host all of our pageants and you know oh, do yeah. little talent shows and stuff at school. But I never really had a passion for you know being an entertainer. Like I tell people all the time in regards to comedy, you're always a comedian. You just don't know it till you start. You know, and I've always been a funny person and an entertaining person, but most people who knew me, I was to myself. I didn't really talk to too many people. I'm not a person that's, you know, always loud and on the scene and being seen, which is a difference between me and Brian because he's that vibrant big personality and he's always been there. And that's genuinely who he is. I'm like the exact opposite. I'm reserved and quiet to myself unless I'm amongst my people. Mm. And, you know, then Everybody who knows me knew that I was capable of doing this. But for me, being able to, you know, start in front of a college and my peers, it gave me the confidence to be able to say, okay, well, even though these people know me from going to school here, I know they don't know me personally because I don't give personal information away. So for them to be able to pay attention and be interested means that whatever I'm giving them on this platform is something worth giving. So uh, to get to the point of doing Wild and Out from that, and becoming a you know an intricate player on the show and, and one of the guys who has uh, made a lasting impact thus far without even reflecting on the work that has been done. Yeah. It, the transition has been amazing because for me, it's really about just understanding the importance of being who you are and staying mm-hmm. true to that and never letting the, the you know the success or the failure taint your idealism and what you want to be you know known for so right. I think that being able to get on Wild and Out and do other TV shows that I've done has put me in a position to understand that what I was given when I was on stage in Winston-Salem State as an undergrad mm-hmm. is the same thing I'm giving to people now mm-hmm. it's just more people are paying attention and mm-hmm. you know and, and as I continue to grow I'm going to continue to do the same thing and the more people that pay attention it's just more people coming into the world that I've already 
already built and created for myself throughout my entire life. And I'm just giving them another glimpse into it, giving more people rather a glimpse into it. That's awesome. That's yeah. pretty dope. What's like the one like when you were when you guys were starting your process and going through the motions with this? What was the one like the situation that happened where you were like, "This is it. Like I can go. Like this, I can go all the way with this. Like this is this is my saving grace." Well, it's a it's a it's a great question. Um, for me, I was working a job when I started doing comedy. I, I, I'm from Washington D.C., born okay. and raised, and I'm a graduate of Winston Salem State University. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I graduated, I didn't want to go home. Um, because <laughs> not because I just don't like home or anything like that. It's just because I knew that I wanted to do comedy. I made a decision that that's what I wanted to do. And I understand, you know, um, the hustle because yeah. I've been hustling my whole life. My father was killed when I was two years old. So I've been a man in my house for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So and, and my mother was a different type of mother in regards to raising me. She wasn't the, oh, my baby, that's my baby. She was like, I can't teach you how to be no man, but you ain't going to be no bitch around my house. Right. So you're going to learn the things that you need to learn as a man. And if you want to get your hair cut the way you want to get it cut, then you pay for it. You want mm-hmm. the shoes you want to wear, then you pay for it. Mm-hmm. You want to make some decisions around what time you get to come in the house, then pay the light bill and pay this bill. And then you can have some decisions making you know authority mm-hmm. around here. Right. So mm-hmm. me knowing that, I know that failure is... A part of this process And I also know That the opinions of others Affect you differently In regards to Doing this as a As a job mm-hmm. And I knew that The people who I loved And opinions would affect me Lived in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go home And start to hit those roadblocks That you hit And bump into those failures And those opinions Of those people Who have genuine Care and love for you They're not being malicious They're just seeing You know And reacting upon What they see And mm-hmm. saying Hey man This ain't working You need to do something else mm-hmm. And how do you handle that? Like, how do you handle someone saying, like, who has no experience in, like, what you're going through now and telling you, like, oh, yo, like, that's not working? Right? Well, it, it, it just depends on who it is, you know? Like, if it's coming from my mother, it's a different type of pressure than if it's coming from somebody that you don't know. Right. And that's why I didn't want to be in that environment because I knew that her natural care for me and her love for me wouldn't want to have her see me struggle. Mm. But... You have to struggle, you know what I mean? That's just a part of this game. You have to struggle. I don't care who you are. You're going to run into some struggles. That's just life in general. Mm -hmm. So I stayed in North Carolina because I didn't know anybody down there. Mm -hmm. So I figured if I stay here, Mm -hmm. I don't have a choice but to make it work. Mm -hmm. And um, I did that. You know what I mean? And I had a daughter, and, you know, I I still took care of my my mom and my family, which I've always done. But I had to make it work from what I had, which was much of nothing for real. I was working a job as a social worker, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I did that for about four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, to get back to the question, I found that I was getting laid off in November of 2012. Wow. And I was like, wow, you know, what am I going to do? I'm already not making any money. I wasn't making any money from comedy. You know, I'm broke from paying my bills and taking care of my people. But I, it was a cool broke because everybody was straight and I can, you know, <laughs> right. I can scale back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It had been times when I, you know, you know what, you know, back to the story, I found that I was getting laid off in 2012 and, um, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, kind of panicking a little bit. Like, what am I going to do? Because, I, you know, I can't go home. I'm not going home. I'm not going back to my mother's house. You know what I mean? I've been out my mother's house for a long time. You know what I mean? And she's been relying on me for a long time. I'm not about to scale that back. So, uh, you know, I left this part out two years prior. I did a show for Nick Cannon up in New York at Gotham Comedy Club. Oh. And um, I, it was called The Fresh Faces of Comedy Show. And I went up. And uh, when I got to the club... The club owner said, well, uh, I don't know who you are, so uh, you can't curse, you can't talk 
about sex, you can't say the N-word. I want to see if you're really funny. And at this time, I'm two years in the comedy. That's really all I was talking about because that was, you know, an easy way to get people to pay attention to you because it's one of those things that everybody does. Is I hadn't found myself on stage in my voice yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was under pressure to find it that night. Yeah. So uh, my creative process is a little different. I don't really write jokes down. I walk and talk to myself. That's always been something that I've done since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was outside walking and talking to myself, and Nick pulled up. And uh, he saw me and just thought I was some crazy nigga in New York talking to himself, <laughs> which you see a lot of yeah, in New right. York City. Mm-hmm. But then I went up and I smashed just talking about what I'd done that day. That's what I made my set about. And I came off stage and he was like, bro, were you just making that up just now up there? And I was like, yeah. He said, man, listen, I'm around some of the best in the game. They can't do what you just did. Keep working. Mm-hmm. Fast forward two years later, the day I found out I was getting laid off, the very next day I saw Nick put a tweet out, say we bring a wild and out back. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, I'm um, looking for some new talent. Now, mind you, I I've always been a goofy person. I've always made up songs and been this person my whole life. So I just, you know, and I loved the show growing up. So I was like, this will be a great opportunity. Uh, my my um, homegirl, well, you know, I wouldn't even call her my homegirl. One of my, you know, uh, uh, guardian angels on earth, uh, my girl Dolly Bishop, uh, worked with Nick. Mm-hmm. And um, she was uh, the one that got me on the show with him on the Fresh Faces of Comedy show. And I called her and I was like, hey, is this legit? Is he really bringing Wildin' Out back? And she was like, yes, he's consumed with it. It's real. So I was like, man, whatever I got to do to get an audition, just let me know. And she was like, I, you know, I'll, I'll check on it and see what, what I can do. So uh, come to find out, Nick had a radio show at this time. So he uh, was doing an audition right here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. You know, I had a Saturn view with 212,000 miles on it. Saturn view, yeah, like Saturn view, uh, exactly. I've heard of a Saturn. Yeah, view. yeah, Saturn view. It's a Saturn SUV, and uh, me and B dot uh, had an audition. So we drove my Saturn view up here to Charlotte, check engine light on and everything. Uh, and I did, the, I did the audition, and uh, I did the audition, and it was, it was, it was amazing. And Nick remembered me from the show, and the audition went great. And he said, "Well, look, man, you did great." And, uh, you know, I want you to, to audition for the regular audition. This was just something I was doing on my own merit. I'm going to need you to fly to New York next week. Now, mind you, I just found out I was getting laid off. I really had no money. So I was like, all right, but bet. I got I to gotta figure it out. Just that kind of thing that I told you about, just having to figure it all out. So I, I remember, man, and I never really talk about this, but I took some clothes to play those closet and traded some clothes in mm-hmm. to get the money for the, for the plane ticket. Play those ticket. clothes gave you enough money to get a ticket? Yeah, I, yeah, I always... I dropped I'm about enough to say, clothes. I'm like, I never. Because that's always been something that I've they been into. You know, I've always been even when I, even when I didn't have money, I always know how to. You know, fashion is something that I've been into. Mm-hmm. So I always know how to find pieces that are, you know, kind of vintage pieces that most people aren't into. And I've always been ahead of the curve. So before people knew what true religion was and all mm-hmm. that, I had a bunch of that stuff when it was still priced reasonably before it got popular. And so when I traded a lot of the stuff in, it was, you know, still worth some money. So I got 150 dollars out the deal enough to buy a plane ticket to New York. And then uh, I got up to New York, did the audition again. And it was, and I made a joke about it, like, "Well, thank y'all for thinking I did good enough to have me come up here and do good again." <laughs> and uh, and uh, after I finished the audition, uh, Michael Goldman, who was Nick's one of Nick's agents, said to me, uh, "Yeah, man, remember what you said at the beginning about uh, having to come back and do good again? We're gonna need you to do that one more time." <laughs> so uh, I had to fly back to New York oh, and um, and do the group audition, and this is the audition that Carlos and uh, Emmanuel and Conceited and all those guys were in. 
And I did that audition and then went back home. They said, we'll let you know when we let you know. So the, this was all of December. The final Wednesday in December, I get a call from a guy named Now Evans. At first, I thought he was a bill collector, so I didn't answer the first time. <laughs> and then uh, the second time, I answered it, and he said, you know, this is Niall Evans, the producer from uh, you know, Wildin' Out. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, and you know I ain't a bill collector. Uh, he said, now you right. want to answer. I said, well, I, I don't appreciate the fact that you know that I am dodging bill collectors. Like, uh, you know, you don't get to judge my life like that. But, uh, you know, he told me, he said, man, um, I, I'm sorry, man, but we, uh, we're not going to be able to bring you in to workshop for the show. And I was like, wow, okay, well, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. He was like, well, wait a minute. We want to welcome you to the cast of Wild and Out. So I was like, wow. Oh, that's what's Whoa. Up. You know what wow. I mean? So I took that news in. I, you know, I let the people know who I wanted to let know. And then I ended up getting laid off January, I think it was the 11th, which was a Friday. Mm-hmm. And that Monday, I flew out to shoot Wild and Out. That's how it happened See, for what me. We Yo. Yeah, man. Might not Yo. come when you want to. We always come when you want to. Yeah, so that's, that's how it happened for me. So just, just that process, just last night, I was watching a special that we did. And uh, after a while, and I went off, and they showed some of my audition footage from 2013, mm-hmm. and it was just amazing for me, just to, to you know, on the eve of being of shooting this special, to see that, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, to see the progression, and, and to see where I was at this point, to be the, the very next day shooting my own stand-up special with, you know, somebody who, when he went through his audition process, I was there the entire time. You know, we drove from right here in this very comedy zone, right after we did a show. Up to New York, just me and this brother by ourselves mm-hmm. drove up there for a fifteen minute audition. You know, we did right after we turned right back around and drove back to North Carolina that the very next, the very same day. Wow! So that's what I mean. It's, it's deeper than just mm-hmm. you know two guys who do comedy doing shows together. You know what I mean? And doing this together is it's much deeper than that. Me and this guy have been on the road going to split three hundred dollars. Driving for six, seven hours, just me and him. You know what I mean? We so much so to now, like we we like uh, you know, we, it's a robotic type of scenario when we together. We know each other's habits, mm-hmm. we know each other's moves, we know each other's everything. We know when one need to be left alone. We know when it's mm-hmm. time to console. We know everything. And just being in a wild and out environment, you know, we both this particular season was going through a lot personal, but just you know, we don't even have to talk. But just knowing he's there and him knowing I'm there. Is a support system that, you know, it's most people don't get to do that. Most people don't get to be on national television with somebody that they split a hundred and fifty dollar check with. It usually don't happen like that. So it's it's just a you know all of that is a reflective you know progression in regards to seeing how we're able to stay here today and sit in here and talk to you guys about us shooting a stand up special that uh you know is paid for by us. You know we it's amazing. Let let me interject like you know. And that's, I think, that's so inspiring because you don't really hear about a lot of people doing stuff on their own independent or it's like if you do, it's like underground. How important is it for you guys to be doing this, like self-funded, basically? Uh, it's, it's very important because, you know, the art of, of, the art of the independent hustle is something that can never be diluted. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be exactly what it always has been. It's a grind and it, it takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of time, energy. But... It's worth it because at the end of the day, you're setting your own rules. That's the reason why I started doing comedy. I found out what I was going to be making entry level at a job, and I said, well, if I'm going to be poor and struggling, I'd much rather be poor and struggling building my own legacy than helping somebody else continue to build theirs. Ooh, who took the leap That took the leap that I w- w- would have been afraid to take if I didn't take this journey. So that's just a, this is just another opportunity for us to do that. We're taking a leap. We, you know, we've already jumped in the water and wow. swimming, but now we, we see that waterfall over there, and it's like, bruh, 
you with it? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just a, a nod of the head, and we're going to go over the waterfall. And if, you know, we go over and somebody pull us back up, cool. But if not, we're just going to swim back to the top like we always been doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's basically what it is in regards to doing it yourself. You're setting your own standard. You're not giving anyone the ability to become in and dictate what it is you say or do or how you want your talent and your art to be received by the people. Mm-hmm. It's just an opportunity to be able to do it yourself. And then when you do it yourself, you show the people who have the big bags that, you know, we don't really have to, mm-hmm. we don't have to babysit them. Right. You know what I mean? They already right. have the drive and the, the uh, yeah. entrepreneurial spirit that is necessary for us to be able to give yeah. them some money. It's no different than the credit system. Yeah. When you go in and ask for a loan, they look at your credit history. Right. How have you treated yeah. other people who have given you something? And yeah. what is going to be our result in giving you this? Mm-hmm. And that's basically what we're doing. We're just building our credit score up out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when people come, our credit score is going to be at uh, 800. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So it, is not, it's gonna be, it ain't going to be a problem for you to give us whatever we want because our, our record is stellar, and this is just a, you know the first opportunity, you know, for us to do that. And but the reality is, we've been doing it our whole career, so this is just another platform in us building the credit score. That's really inspiring because you know every like everything up here like is, is funded from, from me and her pockets. Right. You know when we show up to places, we're like we're on time, and everybody's always impressed with us. Yeah, and that's yeah. the way you got to do it. It's it's all about being able to leave an impression of, mm-hmm. of positivity. You know when people leave me and this gentleman's presence, they always leave feeling better about us than whatever they felt before they met us. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can't buy. There's no amount of money that can pay for that. You know, that's something that you have to have instilled in you and that you have to be, you have to grow with. Yeah. So what you guys are doing here in regards to having your own setup, you're just putting, you know, you're building your credit score up. Mm-hmm. And eventually somebody's going to come and they're going to say, hey, we got a loan for you. And you're going to be able to do what you want to do with it. But your you know, ability to be able to make these things happen on your own with nothing, mm-hmm. now that you have something, it's going to be like, boy, we're going to be able to do. It's kind of like you ever notice when people get into a car accident and then they get the money from the insurance and they go out and the car don't look nowhere near as bad as it did before they got the money. <laughs> yes. That's exactly, that's exactly what you guys are doing. You know what I mean? That's exactly what you guys are doing. Because once you get the money and once you get some success, you start looking at this board like, you know what? This really ain't that bad. Like, we have been doing it all these years with this. Why not continue to do it with this and use this money to, for, for something else? We can sit on this because that's basically what you're doing. You know what I mean? That's what you're doing. So that's what it's about. So... What are we gonna see tonight? Uh, you're just gonna see us do what we do, man. You know, um, you know, we've been doing this so long, and, and we've been, uh, you know, so blessed in in regards to, you know, our comedy careers that it's just about getting it out. You know, we got so much material and so many jokes, and it's gonna be so much love in the room. It's just about us getting up there and just, you know putting something on tape for people to be able to say, I had this moment in time with these guys. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, we're not bogged down to it. We're not, you know, this is not the end all be all. It's just another opportunity for us to be great. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's really what is on both of our minds. We're just going to go up there and and be as great as we were when it was 12 people sitting in the crowd and we were doing the same thing that we're doing tonight then. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what you're going to see. You're just going to see Chico Bean and Darren Brand be Chico Bean and Darren Brand. Are we going to see Brother Knowledge? Is he coming tonight? Most people are asking for brother knowledge, man. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big fan I of might brother have knowledge. To, I, might have to, I might have to give brother knowledge a little love, man, because people love brother knowledge, when man. I and that's, that video, I was like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> people love brother knowledge, man. And, uh, you know, that's like I said, that's just another, another aspect of my personality 
that uh, you know, I grew up with those guys. You know, the Nation of Islam and, and Muslims, and my uncles were Muslims. I have two uncles, my uncle Eric and my uncle Ricky, who were in the Nation of Islam. I remember being a little boy sitting down watching Farrakhan tapes and mm-hmm. sitting down, you know, uh, uh, you know, laughing at at you know some of the stories they would tell me about the things that would happen to them when they would go to different meetings and all of that. I remember them guys, my uncle Eric bringing those guys to recruit my uncle Ricky and them dudes lined up from my front door down to my basement in 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 order and every last one of them speaking to me and asking me what my name and what I wanted to be and what my grades were and mm-hmm. you know yeah. you know knowing my father was murdered and, and, and giving me consolement as black men. Mm-hmm. So you know me doing that and being able to do that is not you know me making fun of is nation of Islam is really me paying homage to mm-hmm. yeah. you know my talent and them being a intricate part of me being able to display my talent because the, the confidence that I have to be me comes from me seeing them be so confident in who they were. Right, you know, right. you see these guys standing on the corner in 90 degree weather with four piece suits on, Ooh, yes. handing out papers yes. With, yes. And, and, and not a problem yeah. because they believe in what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what brother knowledge is. You know, as much as I may be joking, the messages that I'm giving and the things that I'm saying is, is real stuff that I believe in. Yeah. It's just a, you know, a, a layer on top of it to make people receive it with comedy because everything is easier to take when you're laughing, you know. Yeah, that's so that's true. what it's about. That's true. We really appreciate you doing this. Oh, no problem, man. I appreciate you guys wanting to have me, man. It's I love, like I'm man. I'm inspired. I'm ready to quit my job. Facts. Um, Don't quit it. You know what I mean? God, God, God will lay you off. Absolutely. God will lay you off when it's time for you to get for for you to take the next Damn, step. Yeah. And I tell you, man. Uh, you know the crazy thing about this this industry and and being an independent is. When you have drive, the 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 only thing that getting to the next level does is just give you a better view of what you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, me being in this position just gives me a better view of what it is I can accomplish. And you know, it, it's it's about reflecting on what you've done, but it's about utilizing the energy of what you've done. I'm a big energy person. I'm really really big on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, energy is something that is forever. It's something that sure. you know, uh, like people. Most people don't know if you just cup your hands together in a cupping position, you'll feel heat. That's your energy. Mm-hmm. It, ex- it, it really exudes. Like, my favorite movie is The Last Dragon. And um, mm-hmm. the movie The Last Dragon, you know, uh, I, I, I hope that I get to, you know, just shake Barry Gordy's hand for putting the game in a movie like that. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand that the glow is within all of us. He told us as black people. That's another movie that was all black cast. Mm-hmm. And one of those times where you got to see black people be great, it was used through Kung Fu, just like, you know, uh, Black Panther was, was you know, Spectrum through, you know, superhero, but the message is the message, you know what I mean? And the message is what it's about. And when you see The Last Dragon, Leroy, Bruce Leroy, was searching for something that was within him the entire time. And I think a lot of us as black people are doing that. We're out here looking for what we already have. It's about recognizing the glow that you already have. And once you start to recognize that you have the glow, it's not going to do anything but shine brighter and brighter, and nobody will be able to dim it. So that's basically what it is that, you know, I pride myself on doing is just being able to hone my glow and, and continue to, to, to shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And the brighter I shine, you know, when, it's, when, when something shines on something, you help things grow. You sprout trees and, and love and, and all types of things like that. So that's yeah. really what it's about for me and being able to, you know, sit here with you guys. And, you know, as much as you may appreciate me doing this, I appreciate you guys doing this as well because this is an opportunity for us to be able to sit here and say, you know, in the future when you guys are doing great and big things that you guys were at the first 
first one. So when you come to the the, the fourth one and the right. fifth one, and, and we're sitting there remembering this conversation, the energy that we've exchanged in this conversation will forever resonate in every conversation that we have from this point forward. So salute to you, beautiful, lovely ladies, and uh, you know, congratulations on everything that you're doing. I love to see beautiful black women, you know, shining and 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 utilizing your skills and and, and being not unafraid because it's like. You know, as black men, we have a lot of pressure, but, you know, as black women, y'all are under even more pressure because we're responsible for y'all as black men. Y'all are our responsibility, and we are so lost that we don't really know how to transition into making sure that you guys have the energy and the things that you need Mm -hmm. to be what you are, but you still have the instinctive nature to make sure that you take care of us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to be able to see you guys doing what you're doing and and being a representation for little black... I have a daughter, Mm -hmm. so when my daughter sees that, you know, you guys are our example and all types of other you know black women that are out here doing what they're doing it's a beautiful thing because my job as a father is to make sure that she doesn't have any inhibitions about anything that she wants to do Absolutely. you know she if she wants to be a rodeo clown and she can be the best <laughs> rodeo clown in the world yeah, right. and you know you guys are taking that leap there is no blueprint for you I'm sure you're the first people in your whole entire lineage to do what you're doing so you're laying the blueprint you're creating a foundation you're creating a plan and the, and, and laying the, the, pay, the, the path for everybody that comes after you guys so I just want to say salute to you guys and I'm proud of you for what you're doing and, and thank you for being here I'm so like yeah, yeah I know like I'm all like emotional just, and stuff much. I, nah. I really because I'm, I'm such a fan of yours yeah. oh no I watch you every Thursday uh, thank you so much you and Carlos mm-hmm. Miller like literally be happy yeah Carlos is on his way man he's on his Y'all way to he's on his way so up here and every I, week I appreciate <laughs> that man I appreciate every that week. and and that's and that's and that's just you know that's a big part of, of what I'm talking about just that energy inspiring you know yeah. I'm putting forth something that inspires lovely ladies like yourself to be able to come in here and have a, a you know intelligent conversation without doing anything that you know jeopardizes your womanhood or jeopardizes your standards or your morals or principles and that's hard to find out here these days because that's not what's selling yeah. you know what I mean yeah. titties and ass is selling Facts. you know what I mean black China sales you know what I mean right. and and you don't necessarily want to say that there's anything wrong with that because you know we're not the judge nor the jury but at the yeah. same time for positive influence you want to be able to have those positive you know influences to be able to show people that you know, hey, there is a way to do it without doing this. And even if you do do that, it's fine. But, you know, you don't have to make that your bread and butter. Right. You know what I mean? That can be just something you hold and have for somebody who may be special to you or whenever you just may be feeling sexy from time to time. <laughs> you deserve right. that. But, you know, exactly. to see you guys coming in here and doing it this way and, and having your own platform and seeing how you guys are doing it yourself, it's inspiring, man. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this, this podcast with you guys. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Well, that, that wraps that up. That yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Love to these young ladies. Support them, man. This is Chico Bean. This is a message from Chico Bean. You need to listen. You need to support. You need to be a part of this because these are two queens and they're giving out queen type energy. This so if you want to, if you if you if you if you're tired of seeing stories about all of the hoes and all of that all day, and you're looking. You know, to come on. What's the official name of the podcast, ladies? Head wraps and lipsticks. Hey, y'all, I mean, if you tired, it's like Suge Knight. You know what I mean? Hey, if you tired of all the hoes shaking ass on your Instagram feed, you know what I mean? Putting out videos, giving bad head. Oh. And then letting everybody yeah. dictate what you do on that. <laughs> Come on over to hair wraps and lipstick. <laughs> Get you some 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 queen content. You know what I mean? And that's a message directly from Chico Bean. It's love. <laughs> <laughs>
You heard it here. You heard it here. Thank you so much, Chico. Appreciate you. No problem. No problem.